Hello and welcome. This is Michael Dugan and this is The Change Code, a podcast empowering human beings to master change. This episode is titled, Bring It On, I Love the Pain. Years ago, I was at a seminar empowering us to develop a warrior identity. And a warrior identity is an identity that's very useful when times get tough. I, to this day, consider myself a warrior for positive energy. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I believe everybody thinks they're right. I believe I think I'm right. That's a joke. My ego does anyway. (laughs) And that I believe in energy. And I believe there's positive energy. And I believe there's negative energy. I believe there's like and there's dislike, and there's love, and there's hate. And I choose positive energy, like, and love. So I look at myself, I give myself permission to look at myself like I am a warrior of positive energy. I'm a warrior of love. And a warrior doesn't always mean you're throwing down in a battle. A warrior can be a war of consciousness, where you're loving something that's easy to hate. At the time of this recording, we have what's going on in Israel. And how do you love somebody that kills your kid or chops off your baby's head and takes your wife and kills them? How would you love somebody? And is it possible to love somebody? And I don't know what I would do with that situation, but I've practiced it in my head. And I practice giving love. And the love, I look at idealists like Gandhi or Martin Luther King. And when you look at them loving the situation or passive resistance or having the ability to love, for me, the love is a power. Love is a solvent. And love is an extinguisher for hate. Hate on hate is just fuel on the fire is more destructive. Love is creative and love can use the hate to create. Hate is destructive and hate can destroy the love. And they go back and forth. It's a yin-yang and that's my perspective. They're both in this dimension, you will, or they're both in this reality or they're both in this universe. Hate and love, destruction and creation. They're both here, they're both working all the time, but there's proportions of it. And our planet right now has more hate on it than it does love. And our planet needs warriors for love right now. It needs people that give themselves permission to be an exemplary warrior for love. And they're so powerful, they're so Jedi-like, they're so ninja-like that they have the ability to love hate. And even in the most horrible, heinous, diabolical situation of having somebody cut off your child's head and and I don't even like saying it and doing atrocities loving instead of hating and that requires a high degree of consciousness is it possible? yes is it likely? no when you practice things in your head it increases the likelihood that you're going to be able to do that thing. If you don't practice it in your head, that's where Einstein said imagination was more powerful than knowledge. And 
the human mind does not know the difference from something you see, something you remember, and something you imagine. And if you imagine something enough, your brain will know it to be true. Imagination is more powerful than knowledge. So if you imagine yourself in situations like loving hate, you increase the likelihood that if the situation ever comes your way, you have the ability to be a warrior of love, to have the ability to love hate. And developing this warrior identity right now, a warrior of love, a warrior of goodness, a warrior of positivity, a warrior of being bigger than the situation, a warrior of being benevolent, a warrior of being a thermostat, having the ability to be a warrior right now, the world needs warriors of love. The world needs Jedis. The warrior needs conscious human beings. The world needs conscious human beings is what I meant to say. The world needs Jedis. The world needs warriors of love. And having the ability to even consider or give yourself permission to be one of these people, even at a small level. And when I go to these different seminars, at a minimum to recharge me. Sometimes I say when people go to like a training that I'm doing, it's like a suntan. And a suntan, after two weeks, it starts to wear off. And what happens is we, we synchronize with the environment. So we need injections to lift ourselves up, an injection to lift ourselves up, an injection. I don't say we always do, but I'm saying it's a strategy to put good information in your head, empowering information in your head to lift you up, to keep on lifting yourself up, to keep on lifting yourself up. I talked about flicker consciousness the other day and about how we have moments of consciousness, moments of being asleep, moments of being aware, moments of being automated. But eventually you get greater moments of being aware. And as you lift yourself up, you have greater moments of keeping yourself up. So now you're a thermostat for the people around you because you're lifting the people up around you and having the ability to be that person and that person doesn't have to be a cheerleader that person does not have to be a rah-rah pump them up always say something nice to somebody it can just be your vibe your vibe is at this frequency and this frequency is humming and your frequency your vibe lifts people up to you as opposed to their frequency bringing you down to them When I go to these seminars, and I go to them on the reg, because it puts me around like-minded people, I get to see what's out there. It inspires me to be a trainer and a teacher, inspires me to bring it, always. I, I love it, and it's, I'm investing in myself. That's where they say, if you don't pay, if they don't pay, they don't pay attention. So if I give you the book, you probably won't read the book, but if you pay for the book, you're more likely to read it. When you invest in yourself, you're more likely to engage. And at this one seminar, this gentleman said, welcome to predicament. And he's a formidable foe at the front of the room. And definitely look martial arts train, welcome to predicament. And then these staff members came in and they put these five gallon buckets around the perimeter of the room and then the ninja guy in the front of the room says you're probably wondering what those buckets are for aren't you 
Well, they're so you have a place convenient to vomit in. Oh, if you think you're in such good shape that you're not going to vomit, we have NFL and and NBA players on their hands and knees vomiting on the regular in those buckets, like pregnant ladies. And I thought, this is getting real quickly. (laughs) And what happened is we found another person that was an audience participant, and we had to pair up with them. And they held a bag, and we had to punch and elbow and and kick and knee that bag for successively longer durations. And then you'd switch partner, and then you'd switch partner, and you'd switch partner. So my first partner was a big gentleman, and I am punching as hard as I can. Now remember, I'm a proponent of the saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I'm punching and elbowing and I'm kneeing and I'm kicking as hard as I can, as hard as I can, as hard as I can. I'm fighting for my my wife's life, my mom's life, my kid's life, my dog's life, the planet Earth's life. And I could tell I inspired the guy because he was, when it was his turn to punch, elbow, knee and kick, he's pretty much lifting me off the ground. And then the ninja guy in the front of the room says, who wants more? And I stood up in the center of the room, I spread out my arms and I said, bring it on! And everybody's looking at me like, who is this psychotic little red man in the center of the room? So now we're going for a longer duration. I have a new partner and my partner starts vomiting. But they come up and they get themselves together, hold the bag, and I'm kicking it, I'm elbowing it, I'm punching it as hard as I can, fighting for the earth's life, for your life, for my dog's life, my wife's life, my kid's life. And then the ninja guy says, who wants more? And I stood up once again in the center of the room, spread out my arms, and I said, bring it on! So now we have another partner, and this time I think I'm going to vomit. I don't know if you ever ran like a 880 or ran a mile and you felt like you're going to vomit. That was the feeling. And I felt like I was going to vomit from my self-talk and saying, dude, you got to punch, you got to elbow, you're fighting for your wife's life, for your dog's life, for your kid's life, for the planet Earth's life. So I kept it down. I didn't vomit. My partner goes, and once again, he says he wants more, and I, bring it on. So now we're going for the last duration, and we have an odd number of people. A staff member comes out and holds my bag. The staff member goes, and then I start going, and the first thing the staff member said was, oh my gosh, I would have hated to see you when you were fresh. And once again, how you do anything is how you do everything. I'm fighting for my wife's life, for my kid's life, for my dog's life. I'm fighting for the planet Earth's life. I'm fighting for your life as hard as I can, as hard as I can. And then when I'm done, I go, bring it on. And the staff member goes, God damn, dude, that was impressive. And that was kind of a badass moment for me. And what was badass about it was just how that staff member was so sincere when he said, oh my God, I would have hated to see you when you were fresh. And then when I was done, he goes, oh my God damn, dude, that was impressive. But then the bring it on at the end and nothing fights harder than a warrior that can see the finish line and you what you do is you you create if you will you cultivate that warrior vibe you give yourself permission to develop this warrior vibe and when you see the finish line if you see the finish line and you're fighting for your wife's life for your kid's life you're going to do whatever it takes to get across that line so you don't go to the line a warrior goes through the line A warrior doesn't go to the end of the month. A warrior goes through the end of the month. Not to the end of the day, through the end of the day. Not to the end of their life. Through the end of their life, consciously. A warrior, bring it on. So I've told that story a lot of times. And 
I think that's the most animated I've gotten since I've been doing these podcasts. And then I come across these books and I talked about, you know, books feed my ego in the last podcast and, and that silence feeds my soul. And so a lot of books been assimilated, digested, do the book, don't read the book, put it in your life. And I read this book called The Tools by this, this shrink in, in Hollywood, two shrinks, Phil Stutz and, and I think it's Barry Michaels. They wrote the books and the tools, both fantastic books with emotional exercises. There's a show on Netflix called Stutz with uh, Noah, I forget his last name, and Noah's go ahead and he, Stutz was a shrink. And in the book, The Tools, they have this tool called Reversal of Desire. Reversal of Desire. Now that's kind of a weird, weird saying, but what Reversal of Desire means is that most people desire comfort, but you don't want to be like most people. You don't want to be automated. At least I don't think you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this. You want to be extraordinary person, not ordinary, extraordinary, and having the ability to understand that most people desire comfort. So you teach yourself to desire discomfort, reversal of desire. You teach yourself to desire the unknown. Most people desire certainty and the known. You teach yourself to desire the unknown. Now this is where change occurs. This is where evolution occurs. This is called the miracle zone. This is where miracles happen, is in the unknown. The same thing happens in the land of the known. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. In the unknown, you get new shampoo, you get a new shower, you get a jacuzzi, or some sort of new mechanism. It's an unknown. This is where you gain new experience in the unknown. And so in reversal of desire, when you're afraid of something, now fear is a survival mechanism. The brain's number one job is, do you remember? Is to protect us or keep us alive. And so fear, if you fear it, you appear it. And I have some other podcasts I want to talk about that at a higher degree. But what we think about is what we bring about and where attention goes, energy flows. So when we fear something, we're thinking about it. And what we think about is what we bring about. And then simultaneously where attention goes, energy flows. So whatever we're putting our attention and our energy on, I say the attention is like water and the energy is like fertilizer. So what happens if you water and fertilize a plant? It grows. What happens if you water and fertilize a thought? It grows. If you fear it, then you appear it. Where attention goes, energy flows. And so having the ability to be aware of what you're afraid of. Awareness is the first key to change. Be aware of what you're afraid of. And so in your mind, when you're afraid of something with reversal of desire, you use your imagination. Imagination is more powerful than knowledge. And you look at what you're afraid of as a black cloud. I think of like a Harry Potter movie where they have the ominous threatening black cloud. And you look at it like a black cloud. And then when you stand in front of the black cloud in your mind, the black cloud represents what you're afraid of. Say. I have my dog here. I'm afraid of my dog dying. And if you fear it, then you appear it. So sometimes you have to let yourself think about the most horrible thing so the brain can rest. Because if you resist thinking about the most horrible thing, 
the brain will keep on wanting to think about it because every time you resist it, what you resist persists. So I give my brain to see my dog dying. So now I'd see my dog dead in front of me. And I'm afraid of that because I love my doggy. I love it very much. And so I see a black cloud. And that black cloud represents what I'm afraid of. It could be afraid of uh, a difficult conversation. It could be afraid of a speech you have to give. It could be afraid of marketing. It could be afraid of the emerging world, if you will. And afraid of change. So I look at the black cloud and then the then I say, bring it on. Now, have you heard that before? <laughs> so I had heard that story. I had said that story about bring it on with that predicament, you know, 500 times, a thousand times. I'm not sure how many times I've said it. So when they told me, when I read or listened to the book, The Tools, and they talk about bring it on, I automatically link those two things together. Oh yeah, I know, bring it on. <laughs> and so you see the black cloud in your mind, bring it on. And then you run towards the black cloud. Now I like movies because movies, one scene in a movie is worth the price of the movie. One scene in a show, one heroic scene. I go, there it is, that's the scene. And I'll use those scenes to remind myself of what I want to be as a human being. And there is this one show called, I think it was called Evil Dead. And what happens, there's this woman, Milo, um, and Milo plays, I think, this protagonist named Annie. She's the superhero. And when she's the superhero in this show, Resident Evil is it, Resident Evil. And it's kind of sci-fi, kind of creepy. And there's this monster in like Resident Evil 3. And that's a pretty horrifying monster. All monsters are not the same in TV shows and movies. Some are definitely like all zombies are not the same. Some zombies lumber along slowly. You could chop his head off. And then you got like I Am Legend zombies that are on steroids that can, you know, run twice as fast as Usain Bolt. You know, that's a different zombie than a Walking Dead zombie. <laughs> So all monsters are not the same. Some monsters are more threatening. And in Resident Evil, this was a threatening monster. And then Annie senses the monster, like in Jurassic Park, where you see the ground go, wong, 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 Tyrannosaurus Rex, the ground is going, bong, bong. So Annie senses that monster, and Annie leaps off the bridge and starts running straight towards what she's afraid of. And I said, that's one of those scenes. This person is run. Everybody else is running away from Godzilla, but this person's running towards Godzilla, doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. So if everybody else is hating, love. <laughs> and so do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. And so then Annie's running towards it. So now back to the reversal of desire. I see myself in my head with what I'm afraid of, the black cloud representing what I'm afraid of. And then I go, bring it on. And then I run towards the black cloud because I know I'm going to grow. I know I'm going to collect new information. I know in the miracle zone, I'm going to be enriched with new experience. The unknown is where everything new happens. And I immerse myself in the black cloud. And then the black cloud spits me out into the unknown. And when I'm in the unknown, once again, that's the miracle zone. That's, that's where everything happens in the unknown. So it goes, bring it on. And then when you're in the black cloud, you go, I love the pain. And then the black cloud spits you out and the pain sets you free. So in my mind, I see myself with the black cloud in front of me, 
bring it on, run towards the black cloud and I jump into the black cloud and then I go, I love the pain. So I'm teaching myself to love the unknown and the black cloud spits me out because I'm getting a little too familiar with it into the unknown, the miracle zone and the pain sets me free. Bring it on, I love the pain, the pain sets me free. And when there's things to be afraid of, which there are things to be afraid of, the fear, if you fear it, you appear it. Where attention goes, energy flows. And what you, what you do or what I do is I teach myself to love what I hate, to love what I dislike, to love what I'm afraid of, to love the whole experience, the totality of your life. Love the whole experience. Love it all. Because it's all a gift. Now this is my perspective. It's a gift to be able to experience life. It's a gift to be able to experience the ability to serve, the ability to love, the complexity of life, the complexity of family, the complexity of being on earth at this time on the planet with a lot of variables going on. And I oftentimes say either you're helping it or you're hurting it. Either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. John F. Kennedy, be the change. Be that change. The change code. The change code. I said to my child the other day about letting go that letting go is a skill because everything in this reality is always changing. Just because we don't see it changing doesn't mean it's not changing. Wait long enough. It's growing or dying. So everything is growing or dying. Everything is changing. So letting go is a skill. And then letting something else grow is also a skill. It's different. And loving different. And loving what comes out of it. So having the ability to love creates. And when you love change, it's like adding a spice into change that allows it to create and evolve in a different level. When you love, where attention goes, energy flows, you're giving this beautiful attention and energy, this water and this super fertilizer called love to allow situations to grow at a higher level. And this is, it takes your consciousness to do this. So your consciousness is linked to the creator. Your consciousness is linked to the creator. So when I'm loving what I'm hating, this is energy that's coming from, and this is my belief system, so it doesn't mean I'm right. But the consciousness, every I don't want to go there right now, but the consciousness flows through me in the form of love. So now I'm putting this energy like a superhero on the hate called love, and that's the water and the fertilizer. And that helps change. And the planet needs love right now. And the planet needs warriors that believe in positive energy. And the planet needs you. So when I say how you do anything is how you do everything. And everything matters. If that statement's true, you matter. You make a difference. You help. Anything you can do in the positive direction helps. Anything you can do, you're needed. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it. Please share it and please rate it. Bring it on. I love the pain. 
the pain sets me free.